Hey guys, this is the Kicks, Giggles, and Questions podcast with Opinionated Mac. I do reviews of 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, and soon to come Black Lightning when um, it comes back from hiatus. Um, I'm giving honest, straightforward commentary on the shows while also finding positivity in the lessons we can learn from these situations um, and asking relevant questions about those situations right now. I am available, or the podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Apple, the one that matters the most. Most of you are probably on Spotify and Apple. So um, if you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. I appreciate it. And follow me on Twitter at SS13Victory. Okay, so let's get it started. I am reviewing... Um, season two, episode two of Life After Lockup, Manipulate the Manipulator. That was the name of the episode. I'm going to start talking about Angela and Tony first. So, um, of course, we know what left off last week. Angela kicked out Tony. Um, her sister, Donna Faye, is coming over to talk to her. She's telling her what happened and he cheated um, and that she kicked him out. And, you know, Donna Faye is just like, okay, so are you going to not be with him at all or are you gonna take him back like Donna Faye knows her sister and she's saying no I'm not gonna take him back you know I get it and she's like "Mm -hmm, okay (laughs) so um they were playing this hella or hecka dramatic music in the background um it was good it sounded good it was some type of country music it had some um sounded like it had a guitar on it it was I like the songs but anyways that they were playing in um Angela and Tony's background scenes, they were, the songs they were playing in the background for their scenes. Um, so, you know, she's telling her, you know, you need to leave him alone. Don't bring him back. Don't let him back in the house. But you can tell Donna Faye is a little skeptical that she might do that. She tells that she might take him back. She tells her that he proposed to her and that she accepted. And her sister was like... (laughs) For somebody with so much education, you sure are dumb. And people have been saying that online. Everybody's been like, she's a, a, a counselor. She's a mental health counselor. How is she? You know, but of course, we all, we all know that having formal education does not mean that you have common sense or that you make healthy or wise decisions in your personal life. Um... So yeah, the first question, of course, of the podcast is, will Angela listen to her sister and not take Tony back? And we've already seen from the previews that the answer to that is no. So um, (laughs) then later we see her burning, Angela burning Tony's clothes. And I said to myself, did you not buy these clothes for him? If she didn't buy the clothes, then okay. But even then, even if she didn't buy the clothes, why did she put them on eBay or something? Like, <laughs> I guess it was a release for her, but I'm like, you could have sold that stuff. Ooh, okay, <laughs> but, um, uh, and so he's there and he's begging her to take him back and we can make it work and I'm sorry. And I'm like, you're sorry for what? Like, you won't even admit that you're cheating. And then he said, she said, um, she's going, she's not going to let him back in the house. And he's like, don't you mean our house? And she's like, no, my house. And she said it's not our house anymore and I could not believe that that did not enrage her. Like <laughs> like I I would be incensed if a man said to my face our house when I am the one whose name is on the deed, I'm the one who took out the loan, I'm the one who pays the mortgage every month. 
what bills you paying up in here? Like, your house. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's what made me think maybe this was fake. People on Twitter were saying that it looked, um, or online were saying it looked soap opera-ish. And I was like, yeah, it did, it did have that vibe. I don't know if he even really cheated on her, if this is all... That was all manufactured, but I wouldn't think that she would lie to her sister and everything. We know, of course, he was cheating, so, um, I just couldn't believe that didn't anger her and really, like, incense her, but, um, yeah, that was their scene. We're, we're gonna see what happens. He kept saying, oh, she has to let me back in because I'm paroled to her house, and I'm like, okay, she said, I don't give a <laughs> Talking about he doesn't have anywhere to go. Where were you all these last hours with one of your females? You do have somewhere to go. Like, live with her. Oh, man. They're they're definitely giving us entertainment, though. I am being entertained by Angela and Tony. Um, so, I, I am glad to see her giving him the business right now and kicking him out. But I'm, I'm uh, cautious because it does look like she might have taken him back. So, eh, I don't know how smart Angela really is being. We'll see. Okay, next we're going to talk about Marcelino and Brittany because they had the least going on. I mean, interesting, but you know, they're drama. They don't have like drama, drama, so they're not as uh, uh, fun to watch or interesting to watch, but still engaging. Um, so Brittany is pretty much telling Marcelino, listen, um, homie, I need you to get a job, like a real one, because <laughs> we about to have another kid. We have full custody of my child now. You know, we got these bills, uh, $30,000. To pay an attorney, which I was like, what? Why would you get an attorney that you can't afford? Anyways, <laughs> but I was like, wow. So she was like, so I need you to get a job. Um, because Marcelino is a poker player and he's apparently making enough money to pay the bills and to take care of all of them. Which I'm like, wow, I'm pretty impressed. He must be very good. But again, gambling is, is still gambling. It's still uncertain. It's not a guarantee. So um, Marcelino was like, oh, I'm not about to go you know, listen to some work, you know, a fast food job or some low wage job. And she's like, listen, I'm not telling you to do that. But, you know, you, we have to think about our kids and our future. So um, I need you to get it together. And <laughs> um, he said, oh, you think it's easy? And she was like, what? I think it's easy. I'm a felon. <laughs> like I have felonies. I, I don't, you know, I, I didn't go to high school. I can't go out here and find a decent job. You know, people look at me as they don't take me seriously. So it, I, I know it's hard, but apparently she is going to school and she's trying to get a skill set. So that's good. Um, and you know, she's trying to adjust to being a mom and everything. So, and being a full-time mom and, and go to school and all that. So, Marcelino, he goes to speak to a recruiter about getting a job, and apparently Marcelino has a master's degree in public administration, um, but he says that for the last several years, he's been playing poker, and I, I was wondering, I was confused because he's talking to the recruiter and he he doesn't know Microsoft Office products, he doesn't have any skills, he doesn't have any experience, and I'm like, hold up, hold up. Time out. Slow up. <laughs> you got through an undergraduate and graduate program without using any Microsoft Office products? You didn't work a job at any point during that time? <laughs> you, you, you never used this public administration degree? Like, I was so confused. 
about how he has no skills. <laughs> like, especially Microsoft Office. That's basic. Everybody knows how to use Microsoft Office. So I was real confused. And I wanted to know, what did he do all those years before he was playing poker? How was he making money? What 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 is his work history? And then... Usually when you see a recruiter, I've been recruit to recruiters. You bring your resume. They talk to you from what's on your resume. So I was like, where's his resume? What? Anyways, y'all, this was, <laughs> you know, set up. But um, the recruiter said that Marcelino has an inflated sense of his value. And I agreed with that. I feel like some people were saying the, mar the, the recruiter was rude and all that. I'm like... Obviously, y'all have never been to a recruiter. This is how recruiters are. <laughs> like, I've been to recruiters, and they will chew you out. Like, if they are working not for you. They're working for companies. You're not who they're working for. They're working for the company, and the company is paying them to make sure they get the right people. And so recruiters are very real. That's how it is with recruiters. And the guy wasn't rude. He was being honest. He was telling him the truth. You know, Marcelino was coming to him talking about he wants to make 60 to 70 grand a year with no experience and no skills. Like, what? That's 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 ludicrous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, that guy was telling him the truth. Um, OK, so now again, I'm going to talk about Lacey and Shane because ugh, there's oh God. OK, <laughs> so they're moving into it. <laughs> They're moving into a new house, um, and it's a nice house. It looks like a nice neighborhood. Um, I just want to say I'm not a fan of Lacey and Shane. I'm sorry that they're on this season. I, I wouldn't talk about them at all. However, I know there are people who are interested in them, and um, so I'm going to talk about them. So the house is nice, and clearly, um, I know they're getting paid from the show, but that's not the lion's share of, of her income. Like, clearly... Um, the cam girl stuff that Lacey is doing pays because she was able to get approved for a mortgage loan, I'm sure. And oh, and she's purchasing this house and paying all these bills. So, you know, she getting money with, you know, the sex work, I guess. <laughs> but, um, so they're seeing the house. The house looks nice. It, it looks very nice. And, um, I will say that moment where the kids come her father comes and brings her children and her little boy was crying and um Shane was comforting him he was like oh are you you're, you're crying you're sad because you're leaving the old house buddy that's it's okay and he was comforting him and I thought that was so sweet like I thought that was really sweet um so yeah, anyways, so she starts talking to her dad and she's telling him about how John text is texting her and she's worried about him and her dad looked a little surprised. He was like, what? Like, wh I thought that was in the past. And my thing was, why did he look surprised? Or why did he say he thought the past was in the past? Does he not know his child by now? Does he not know how Lacey is? Especially since she's apparently been messing with John for 15 years. Like, it's not hard to just break that kind of connection. With her being 30, if they've been together for 15 years on and off that means she was she met John in high school she met John when she was a teenager a lot of times people that have a connection from their teenage years that continues into adulthood it's very hard to break that type of connection I'm not saying they can't I'm not even saying they're going to get back together but it's hard to just break away from that person um I know parents want to think the best of their children but you also have to be honest I mean I'm not giving parental advice I'm not a parent but I'm just saying like you also got to be honest about your kids' shortcomings and their bad choices. And I feel like her father, 
he's trying to like see the good in Lacey and he sh- of course he is as his daughter but like you still have to be real with yourself about her choices they're not the best <laughs> in men um and I also was just thinking that like Lacey likes she loves attention like you could tell she likes attention from multiple men and I don't know for sure if she likes drama but it seems like she does like in her confessional when she was saying um she's nervous about telling Shane about John contacting her because her dad was telling her you know you need to tell Shane you need to just be honest you guys are having a new start with this new house like be honest and that's good advice and she was like "Mm, I don't know like it seemed like she low-key was like excited like like she could like she's glad for the drama it's gonna create like I don't know but um I was thinking that since she seems to like attention which is interesting for a woman of her age um <laughs> I, I don't understand why she doesn't just try to be polyamorous or have an open relationship like if you like attention from multiple men do that like I don't understand why these people who clearly want to be in multiple relationships and be with multiple people try to have these relationships with people who want monogamy like there are people out here who will agree to polyamorous relationships there are people out here who will agree to open relationships it's going to be a little harder for you because majority of people want monogamy but you can find them like I don't understand why people like Lacey and Michael won't just be real with themselves and go find other people who are are open and willing to have a relationship where they're they are honest about the fact that they are sleeping with other people or they have relationships with multiple people like we live in a huge country there are a lot of people who would be open to that not as many but like I don't know that's why I say I wonder if these people like the drama you <laughs> they enjoy the drama um yeah so they, they they had that little fight when when he um conveniently found her phone that was laying there with the exact text open like that <laughs> That that seemed, you know, set up. But, um, and they had their little fight with air quotes. Um, I don't know how real that fight was. But, yeah. That's, that's Lacey and Shane. Um, <laughs> so next. <laughs> Andrea and Lamar, who, man, they are my favorites. Like, my favorite couple on 90 Day Fiance is, um, Angela and Michael. Um, on... Love After Lockup, it's Andrea and Lamar. They are entertaining. I hope they get their own show. They need to get a spinoff. But um, Lamar is off parole, and he's all happy, and they're playing his music in the background. He's still rapping, even though he's 40 plus. Um, <laughs> listen, if you want to have a hobby, that's great. But please give... Trying to be a rapper at that... Anyways, so... <laughs> his brother has a studio, which looks nice, I must say. The studio looks nice. Um... And his brother, Dulo, is asking him, you know, what would you do if um, Andrea just says, you know what, I don't want to live in California. I'm not coming out there. And, you know, what would you do? And he said, I'll be really disappointed. I would feel torn. And I'm like, but she already said that. What are you talking about? Like, like, she's already said that she already said she's not living in California, point blank, period. She's moved back to Utah. Like, what are you talking about? She already said that. Anyways, so um, he said he misses Andre, he misses the kids, he misses the drama and the fighting. And I was a little surprised. I thought that he would just be like happy to be by himself. But, um, you know, you can tell he really loves Andre and he does care about the kids. And obviously he knows that Priscilla is his daughter. So he probably feels torn being separated from her. Um, And 
Uh, he was saying, telling his brother that he wants to try to convince her to come back to California. And, um, you know, I was like, what, what is she coming back to the ghetto? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's not like, I don't know for sure where they were living, but like, clearly they weren't living in the nice part of LA and they weren't living, you know, around in Southern California and San Diego or one of these other parts of Southern California. That's really nice because I think if they were, um, Andrea wouldn't have had such a bad outlook and perspective about California. Like if they were living in a nice area or, you know, one of the nice parts of Southern California, I think maybe she would have, um, been more open to staying there. Um, yeah, so then we see Andrea and the kids getting ready to, um, go and pick him up from the airport and the kids, um, seem a little excited. They, they seem, uh, Nyla, they seem, you know, of course the little girl, but the two teenagers, I thought that they would just be like, whatever, <laughs> like they were when he came back from prison, but they seem to be, you know, not super excited, but they seem to be open to seeing him again. And like, they didn't seem to have a bad attitude about it. Um, Tenny's in her son is saying she's acting like a teenager and I'm like, but you are a teenager. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> her kids act, you know, seem to appear more mature than her. But anyways, it does show that she's raised them right. They seem mature. They seem well behaved and they look good. They're handsome. They're good looking kids. Um, I do want to say that I was looking at the little girl's hair and I was like, this is going to sound so ignorant, but I was like, they got black, do they have black barbershops and beauty salons in Utah like I was wondering <laughs> because that girl's hair looked good maybe Andrea did her hair but um but the boy like since I've been watching the show his his hair has never lined up well and I was like who's is she doing his hair like who's lining him up like is there a black are there black barbers there I don't know anyways <laughs> so um so he finally shows up. They did the whole fake, oh, is he going to show up? Is he here or not? Yes, you know he was showing up. Girl, please. Anyways, <laughs> so he comes, he hugs the kids and everything. And then, um, you know, she's play pretending. She's fronting like she's not glad to see him when she is. On the inside, she's jumping up and down like a little girl. But on the outside, she's fronting. And she is, you know, irritated at him. I mean, that is genuine. Um, they see some missionaries, uh, Latter-day Saints, the, the Mormon missionaries, and she's so excited and, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Lamar has home training, so he says, hey, how you guys doing? I don't know why he was calling them sir. I was like, these boys are younger than you. Why are you calling them sir? They're not calling you sir. Anyways, <laughs> so, um, then they're in the car, they're driving back home down the highway and, you know they're talking about the pros and cons of living in Utah versus living in California and it is true the standard of living is higher in California um as far as it being safer I think that that was like a I was like you're talking about the whole state are you just talking about that little part where y'all were living because again if y'all were living in a nicer neighborhood which again I don't know where they were living so I don't know if it was nice or not but obviously there's safe parts of California and there's dangerous parts, I'm probably in Utah. So, I mean, is there no poverty in Utah? Like, come on. <laughs> is there no crime in Utah? So, um, I, anyways, um, I just feel like they have that perspective because the part where they lived was not the nicest, maybe. Um, but, again, like, most black people, I don't think, are trying to live in Utah. Like, I would, you'd never catch me living there. Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd live, I mean, I'd live in the West Coast if my income got to a level where I could afford it. It's really expensive living out there, but I mean, I'd visit Colorado or places like that. I want to visit Denver and, um, and see the mountains out there, but 
I would never live in um Utah. Are you kidding me? Like what? <laughs> you know. Anyways, so that was their part. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um Andrea and Lamar. I think Andrea and Lamar do really love each other. Like they seem to they're gonna be together. I really do think they're gonna stay together. I think Lamar meant it when he said he misses them. Um she said she still loves him. I, I, I don't know how they're going to uh resolve the living situation, but they're gonna work it out. Um now she said that she's gonna tell her kids that Priscilla is his child. Um I I hope she's not going to tell them how, <laughs> but they're smart enough that I think they're going to ask how. And <laughs> I really am not excited to see it um, because I don't think it's the best idea to tell her kids that on TV. But Andrea loves the attention. She loves being in front of the camera. So, of course, she's going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry that she is. I, I really don't think that's going to be a happy thing for her kids. Um, <laughs> but anyways, well, the little girl... But the two kids who are old enough to understand, it's not going to be pleasant for them. So, yeah. So, last and, cer last and certainly not least, Megan, Michael, and Sarah. So, we've been waiting to see this. Okay, we've been waiting to see this, honey. Michael finally speaks to Megan's father face-to-face. -face, and they did not disappoint. Um... Megan's father was like, okay, why are you here? Like, talk to me. What was going on? And <laughs> and he called, he asked Michael, you know, all the, the real questions, just like B did. And, you know, how many kids do you have? Do you have any side babies? Um, <laughs> are you divorced? No. Do you know when you're going to be divorced? No. Okay, do you have any papers? No. <laughs> um, you know, why did you come out here? Michael was continuing to lie he's saying oh he wants to put everything on the table and put everything out in the open and clear everything up and it's like okay no you don't because you're still talking to other women uh, you're in fact dozens of women <laughs> uh which we'll get to and um and so Megan's dad tells her listen you need to keep your eyes open what's done in the dark will come to the light which it will and he asked her you know how do you feel about him? Do you still love him? And she says, yes. And she says she's proud of him. And I'm like, proud of what? What, what did he do to be proud of? What are you talking about? Like, I don't... Okay. <laughs> her father said, if someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Okay. So, Megan, listen to your father. And, and people were saying, like, they don't understand why Megan even dealt with Michael in the first place. You know, she has a father who loves her, who cares about her. Like, and... You know, I don't know. I <laughs> Megan, maybe Megan is like um, Lauren London's character from ATL and she wants, you know, to get some type of street cred and experience. I mean, I don't know. And other women were saying, clearly y'all have not met a dude like Michael. He's probably smooth talking. His sex game is probably on point. And yeah, I mean, obviously, clearly he's able to game certain women. And I think, um, you know, Sarah called him a manipulator. And I think he is. He and men who know how to manipulate and women as well people who know how to manipulate they can't manipulate anybody they they know how to find people who they can get over on because there's women who michael can't get over on right there's women who will see through michael easily but there's women who won't obviously sarah a la sarah and megan and these dozens of other females <laughs> so um dozens but at least 12 plus at least 12 to 20 <laughs> so um from the phone records that sarah found so um yeah so 
Michael clearly has game and knows how to manipulate certain types of women. Um, he couldn't get over on me. And I know it's like, oh, uh, you say that. But no, because my choices, the types of men that I, I talk to, I'm not in a relationship right now. But <laughs> she has high standards. And <laughs> um, I would never be talking to a guy like Michael. I remember one time I was walking um, I was walking home years ago when I was, like, in my early 20s. And, like, this guy, his his pants were sagging. He, he had dreads, which I like dreads, but I like well-groomed dreads, okay? He just, he looked like a hood booger. And <laughs> he was like, hey, little mom. And I kept walking, honey. It's like I didn't even see him. I don't, no less. I mean, anyways. <laughs> anyways, so, um, they went line dancing. That scene was, was cute. It was funny, you know, he said, oh, the, the instructor was 80, but she had, you know, rhythm. She was going in, <laughs> you know, that was cute. But like, <laughs> so anyways, now Sarah, <sighs> Sarah's talking to her girlfriend, that same, you know, very uh, fit girl. Uh, I think she's a trainer or something. She looks good though, but um, she's very muscular. She's very in shape. And, um telling her how she's paying Michael's phone bill. And so she sees what I've mentioned, all these women that are sending Michael money, including Megan, which I'm like, you know what? I... <laughs> how is Michael able to get these women to send him all this money? <laughs> he don't even, he's not working and he's making as much money more, more than I make. I make more than 1200 a month, but like he's making an income. He's, he's like, this is his income. And I'm like, how do you get these women? To... I mean, for nothing, like, he, I'm sure he's not promising these girls anything. He's not sleeping with any of them. I mean, I want to believe in, 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 in my gender. Like, I want to, but, like, I can't believe that so many women are so slow. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, <sighs> I mean, but you know what? Listen, if they want to send him their money, by all means, I, clearly they, they're not sad about it. They don't care. They don't care about how he's using it. You know, I mean, shoot, if a man wants to give me money, what am I going to do? Say no? I mean, what? <laughs> so, you know what? Do your thing. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Sarah, but, you know, Sarah says she's paying the phone bill so he can talk to his daughter. And I was like, that's your first mistake. Then she said she's paying for his health insurance and car insurance. And I was like, wait, he has a car? Who's paying for the car? <laughs> he bought a vehicle with what? I mean, I know he's getting paid from the show, but why are you paying his car insurance? Why are you paying his health insurance? She probably has him, when you're married, I know from her job, she probably put him on her health insurance and her car insurance that she got through her job, probably. Well, not car insurance, but the health insurance through her job, and she should have taken him off because usually you re-enroll every year. So why would you re-enroll him in the last year after everything he did? Anyways, <laughs> but, um, you know, he's making all that money, but he's apparently not sending any of it to her to take care of the kids and she said but you don't see sarah's name i'm not one of the women sending him money well you don't have to you're paying his bills i mean you're not any better than these females you're calling them hoes and stuff but you paying his bills so you <laughs> he's continuing to get over on you as well i mean she said she cut she cut it off which is good i'm glad to hear that <laughs> um but she said she thinks he has the potential to be a good person and i'm like mm. and emmy her her friend was like no he doesn't what you what um and she said I fell in love with she said Sarah said I fell in love with something and I'm like yeah you fell in love with his game you fell in love with his smooth talking you fell in love with his sex like I mean I wasn't there but I mean I'm I think that those are pretty good um um 
I'm throwing out some things that I think. <laughs> I think that's what got her to fall in love with him. I don't know for sure, but it's possible. There are possibilities. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad that she's cutting them off. Her hair looks good. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad she's cutting off the payments. So that was uh, season two, episode two. She said she's manipulating the manipulator. She, you know, she Sarah said that. Um, so anyways, this was a, a decent episode. I enjoyed watching it. I hope, um, I'm so glad for this season, man. That last season was straight trash. Um, <laughs> I was really annoyed and I was like, I don't think I'm watching this show next season. But I, when I saw that they were doing Life After Lockup again, I was so happy. So I definitely enjoyed this. Um, it was a good episode and I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be a good season, like getting off to a good start. Um, so yeah, um, Thanks for listening, guys. Again, if you are watching on YouTube or listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Definitely comment. Okay, we <laughs> we need to talk about this. <laughs> Ladies and gents, <laughs> we need to talk about this. And um, again, uh, I'm on Apple. You know, you can listen to the podcast on Anchor, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. Um, follow me on Twitter at SS13Victory. Um, I want to do lives. I want to do lives on YouTube, but I don't want to show my face. So I have to figure out how to put up an image, but I do want to do lives um, at some point. Probably not every week. I, I'm already late with this. Uh, everybody had their stuff out yesterday because it's Sunday that this is going up. So I am going to be live tweeting 90 Day Fiance tonight. So again, SS13 Victory. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.